This audio orgasm is not safe for work and is strictly for adults only. Now, let's get it on. Hey, you probably talked to a million hot people, but here's my boobs. Can I be on your show? And I'm like, yeah, eventually. No problem. Sure. Thanks. (laughs) Why not? This job is awesome. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Have you gotten any dick pics yet? I have not. Yeah, me neither. I told it. Uh-huh. I have a standing rule. Don't send me dick pics, especially unannounced. I said, I'll send it to your mom for real. <laughs> and if your mom's not around, I'll send it to your pastor. I don't fucking know. I'll send it to your <laughs> boss. <laughs> like, don't don't send me your fucking dick. <laughs> not unannounced. No, I mean, I, I'm, okay, I'm okay with it because I see it as a teachable moment. Right. Um, there are people who offer. Sir. <laughs> number one, <laughs> that's not yours. And number two, (laughs) you shouldn't send that to people unannounced. I got it. There we go. Use Hell it. yeah. Down. Bam. Get it. Listen, I uh, I gave you the choice, and uh, there were a couple really good songs that came to mind today when I was thinking about you, and that was one. I said, you know what? I want to fucking throw on some shine down and get into a mood. So that's what we're going to do tonight, if that's okay with you. Oh, I'm loving it. Living the dream. Is that somebody's wrestling theme song? Because if not, I'm stealing that. Right. I've all, <laughs> I thought about that today <laughs> when I played it. I go, I would definitely come out to this song if I was a wrestler. Like, that shit hits hard. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I know Shinedown has done a couple for uh, Dolph. Is it Dolph Ziggler and The Miz that, that Shinedown's done? Or Downstate. I'm sorry. That's right. Downstate. They've had a couple songs associated with wrestling, I'm sure. So, yes, that's yeah. a, that I'm sure of. I enjoy the band. Uh, I've liked them since they fucking came out. Shinedown, I finally got to see them this year in concert. Had such a good time that it really, I don't know if I'll go see another concert of theirs now. Because it's. I caught them right as they're, they've been around for like 10 years, you know. So they yeah. hit the stride and it was a badass show, man. So highly oh, recommend I believe it. it. Oh, okay. So, business first. Uh, hello, sure. and welcome to the Po' Boys Podcast. I'm that motherfucker, Jody B. And tonight, 
we have a wonderful guest. Recently, I've become the captain of uh, the NSFW podcast network. And, you know, we switched some shit around. I decided to go through and actually handpick some people that uh, appeal to me, either be it that they're very professional sounding or very uh, interesting content. But everybody's pretty much based in sex-related stuff. One of the, the shows that are brought in, this lovely gentleman's show, the Casual Sex with Crumb show. And, uh, you know, I've, I've listened to probably... I don't know, 10 episodes now. Like, I'm trying to get in there and dig a little bit, and I'm learning more about you every week. So this is my opportunity to cut out some of the, the bullshit, I guess, and get to get it from the horse's mouth, if you will. So tonight, please welcome my special guest, Professor Crumb. We're going to learn some <laughs> shit. I love it. Greetings, heathens and harlots of the Po' Boys podcast. I'm so thrilled to be here and uh just a little inside baseball on the nsfw podcast network my downloads have exponentially increased so this is a real thing and everybody in it is super supportive even though even if i don't really know everybody this is uh exciting for me it was really the goal and this is you know i've been dealing with these folks for a while and to be honest mm -hmm. with you i know you're kind of new to the group chats and stuff i'm a fucking psychopath i don't there's no rhyme or reason to the shit that i find funny sometimes or the shit that i find amusing and i have tortured these people for at least the last eight months just crumb the most obscene ridiculous shit i've either posted or talked about and i think that we vetted uh, most of the the soft folks <laughs> so this is a group that has the full intention of trying to promote people that maybe don't get as much shine in some of the the mainstream you know like the the potter family i I'm cool with him. You know, I, I know Shane. I've spoken to him a few times. Mm -hmm. He was one of the big guys. And it's... Yes, he was, yeah. I can appreciate what the initial project was. And I it grew like a motherfucker, man. So, hey, yeah. it worked. Well, they got some shine in... Was it Forbes? Something. It, it made... I can't remember. It was a big-ass publication. They're like, hey, if you're looking for a podcast network, you got to check it out. Yeah. So, yeah. I get it. And I'm not... I do not wish to speak ill of the, the movement, if you will, but no. it did seem that at a certain point they got a little exclusion, uh, excuse, exclusionary with their, uh, their content. And that sucks for people like you. Cause I mean, look in the grand scheme of things, sex is a very popular topic. In my opinion, gotta be top five, if not top three, I know it is what it is. There's a lot of women that can literally sit in front of a microphone and talk for an hour and get thousands of downloads just talking yep. about sex. So I find it quite amusing that I've, I've come across a few of you guys that, you know, from a male's perspective, it's, it's more interesting to me because that's something that I don't know shit about. You know what I mean? Like I hear enough about yep. women. And I mean, if you want to sit and fucking, you know, tickle your balls to a fucking podcast, that's fine. But I like to learn shit about people or about stuff in general when I listen to shows. And I found your show to be very informative, if nothing else, uh, entertaining and informative right out the gate. Props. I really appreciate that. And that was sort of my that was sort of my struggle a little bit earlier on is that I was not casual sex with crumb. I started out with the show being called My Crumbling Audio, and it was actually encompassing uh, the, my three I guess, main loves of porn, horror, and music. Solid. And <laughs> I, made, I made some headway with it, but somewhere along the line, I started learning about like the ins and outs of sex work. Like you try and research porn, you get so much more. And I found that going the way of sex, like healthy sexuality, and especially 
promoting sex workers, especially in this day and age. Um, it was more beneficial to me, to my heart, to my brain, and to the folks who have become fans, I affectionately call everybody heathens and harlots. They've really come along for the ride, and they're they're really stoked about it. So I get to learn more every week, and I get to pass that on, which is cool. I think the ultimate thing is you seem like a very genuine person. And I've I said this on a recent episode. I think that listeners, you know, they'll try your show out. For the most part, if it's something that looks interesting, they'll give it a shot. But if you want people to come back, you know, you have to hook them with something, whether it's honesty, whether it's uh, entertainment value. If there's something that has to grab attention. And for me, I love the fact that you're an open book, man. You have experiences that you share that I would think some people would get kind of squirmy about. I love that shit. You know, those are the kind of things when it comes to sexuality that I think more people should know. So there's not as much weird shit, you know, when people – I live in Arkansas, dude. This is – the the country, the, the middle of the country is called the Bible Belt. I'm in the buckle. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I've this heard is, that before. Yeah, this is real shit <laughs> yeah. here. And, uh, you know, I my mom is gay. Um, so I've been exposed to just really interesting people. Like, and you know, Hey, a few of them were fucking freaks. I'm, what am I going to say? That's, they do their thing and it is what it is. But I mean, you know, I've, I've been around lipstick lesbians and flamboyant men and drag queens and just big bisexual bear dudes that fucking just grab ass. And so I went to new Orleans with one, <laughs> like just this big dude that was just like, Hey man, just do whatever. You're in a crowd, grab people. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Like, so I've, I don't, I don't shy away very easily when it comes to any kind of content. And uh, I enjoy listening to some shit that I don't know about. And I, you know, I think that you, I don't even, with all due respect, I don't know where officially you fall on the spectrum. I just know that from what I've heard, you really do cover a lot of stuff. There's like a a quick rundown list of things that you, uh, you specialize in, if you don't mind, or things that you feel that you, you know, offer your opinions on i will try to offer my opinion on absolutely everything where i fall in the the sexuality spectrum i truly believe in fluidity and i'd like to call myself what i say is selectively bi and i'm gonna have a whole bunch of people hating me but it's like if i find a guy attractive totally would but i cannot live without tits and pussy yeah that's 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 how i like to go about it okay so Um, you're like uh you're you're female leaning but still down for whatever Oh, oh yeah. Some. Well, okay. Yeah, for yeah. So I have to sort of caveat that. My wife, Crises, and I, we decided at a very young age in our relationship that we were going to be monogamous. Normally, I am not, but I love this woman so much that I was like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll do that for her. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, in terms of, of me, my background, shit, I promoted burlesque. I'm a wrestler, former wrestler. Um, I've worked security at goth clubs, punk clubs. I have been part of the Toronto fetish scene for a little bit. It's kind of splintered and disjointed, and I unfortunately don't live in the area right now. So I'm a little bit I'm about uh, two hours north of Toronto, and uh, it makes it hard to get out because in my city, there's like me and the other three kinky people, and we're all <laughs> friends, so we wouldn't really play with each other anyway. Right. So <laughs> I gotta get very some fresh limited meat options. Here. This up is here. crazy. <laughs> yeah. So. With with your situation, that's a. I don't know if that's a stage name or not, but that's a beautiful name. You, one way or the other, your wife. That's I've heard it a couple times now. I like it. I think that you're the kind of person that 
I've, and you know, I've heard you talk about just your show and and how you do have some pretty avid listeners, and I think that somebody like you is going to be the kind of person that's going to kind of shed light on a lot of these things that most people wonder about. I mean, I don't know if you've come to terms with that yet. I know you're you're just about to hit your fifty. Are you right at fifty now? Uh, I'm recording. I'm lazy as shit. I release on Sundays. I'm recording episode 47 tomorrow. Yeah. I do have episode 50 and 50A and 50B recorded because that's a really huge interview for me. I'm super stoked that I got it done. So that's going to be like a double episode uh, because the interview went like two and a half hours. Oh, shit. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah. Oh, it was fucking amazing, man. I'm so stoked about it. But at, at the time, like, yeah, I hope people can come to me and I've had... The best thing that I've had is I've had people correct me. I've had people correct me about terminology. I've had people correct me about, oh, when you said this, it's actually a little bit more this way. So people are okay with me fucking up. They still trust me enough to bring them the information, but they're okay with me fucking up. And they're okay, and this is the best part, they're okay to tell me about it, which I love. Please, I'm trying to learn. Obviously, I have content to create, but I don't want to put out bullshit. I don't think you're putting out bullshit. I don't think it shows. (laughs) Can I tell you one thing? If you like being corrected, sir, I'm about to hit you with one right quick. You ready? Let's do it. Yeah, please. Uh, I listened to uh, two episodes from that. It was uh, A Clit Does What, I believe is the the title. And in there you said you quoted uh, Marilyn Monroe. You said, oh, uh, yeah, I fucked that up. Uh huh. <laughs> as soon as you said it, I go, that's not Marilyn Monroe. The, the quote no, was, it not. takes a lot of money to look this cheap. W- would you like to, to correct that now, sir? Honestly, I haven't done enough research on it. I, I don't even remember. That would be um, the, uh, the lovely Miss Dolly Parton who said that. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And the only reason I know that I am uh, no disrespect to Dolly or any of her fans. I'm not a fan. My mom is. Oh, yeah. So that's really the only way I knew about that. I think everybody's mom is a fan of Dolly Parton, man. <laughs> and everybody's dad should be too with them tits. Jesus Christ. Oh, shit. I mean, I that's how I learned about breast augmentation. Like, it was her because my mom was watching her when I was a kid and she was on the Muppet show, if you remember that. Yeah. With the titties as big as her head. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm like, wait a minute, man. She was on the Muppets (laughs) last year and they were slightly more reasonable. I love it. That's when I found out. Icons, man. She's a big one. I respect the shit out of people that like to uh, kind of do their own thing. That's always been like a a favorite. Those are the people that I flock to. So I dig it. Um, so with your experiences, I did want to get into a couple things here. Uh, let me Please. see what we got here. As far as your 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 kink stuff goes, like what is it hmm. in particular? I've heard you mention a little bit. Like, do you mess with like S and M stuff? You do like waterwork stuff. Like, what what is your uh, what's your level right now, man? If you don't mind me asking. Sure, my level right now with crises is almost non-existent. So anytime I talk about stuff like that, it's from past experience and past partners. Right. The reason being is uh, crises has a couple of medical conditions that don't allow her to enjoy pain. She is a submissive and I do identify as a dominant, but pretty early on we realized that uh, her body's not going to be able to take the kind of play that we want to enjoy. So we've really backed off on that. As far as water sports, uh, (laughs) even back in the day, I couldn't get it done. I did have the opportunity with another partner and it just, it wasn't happening. Uh, I do like impact play. I like electrical play. And for the right person, I guess not anymore, but for the right person, I would switch. And I love being choked. Like I would have uh, a partner of mine. She would drape her entire upper thigh over my 
neck and start jacking me off. And that was fucking amazing. Oh, so that's like almost a scissor vixen thing. You ever seen them videos? Like, yeah, yeah, almost. Except she didn't complete the scissor because large. You know, you know when you're with someone, you're not a hundred percent sure if they're actually going to try and kill you. Right. That's a very. So you had to be very. Uh, what's the word? Vulnerable in that situation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, the leg over is fine, but you're not getting a leg lock on me, and that went uh, that went swimmingly well. I would I will admit that. I've had like. I don't know if I could get into like the S and M stuff. Like it's weird, man, because like I, I suffered a lot of abuse as a kid from a grandma. So I don't really think I could I could uh, sub for anybody. I don't. I think that would not be very pleasurable. And I wonder about yeah. being the the other end of that the, the hammer in the sense because yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like I probably have a lot of repressed anger and shit too. So <laughs> it, but it's all might, about communication I, and consent. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. So that's maybe, and I, I don't think my wife is going to be letting me uh, grab her face anytime soon like that. Like, <laughs> no, we, yeah, I mean, but, but that's the thing. Like she's not consenting to that, so you're not going to act out on that. But if you had the opportunity and somebody took the time to sit there and say, okay, I allow you to do this, but when I have my safe word, um, it's off. Yeah. Take it and as long as you, yeah, as long as you respect that, that's what I've noticed. As long as you respect that, like I've been to fetish clubs and, and BDSM clubs where you would see the most intense shit ever. And I loved watching it. They allowed you to watch, which is super cool. If you weren't participating, I would probably watch, like, don't get me wrong. I could definitely get down. It's just, I don't know if I could be a part of that one in particular. It's just, you know, I think it's too much me. It's not, it's not you. It's me. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, And it is not for everybody. Like no one's, the worst thing I've seen is people get forced into it because one half of the couple is into it. And it's just, it's like anything. You don't force people into a threesome. You don't force people outside of what their particular comfort zone is. Right. I I guess now it's probably better just to have a, an easier way to network, huh? If you're looking for people, because back in the eighties, that was probably a lot harder to find folks that were down with whatever your flavor is. I'm a little too young to remember the eighties scene, but I'll talk to you about the nineties and two thousands. It was a lot easier to be local. And there is actually a website called FetLife, which is like Facebook for kinky people. You can, you can go on, you can make a profile and you can search for people who are into the things that you are. You can do these things called munches. So if there are a whole bunch of local kinksters, you can say, Hey, when are we doing this munch? And you meet up at a public place. It's not even to talk to do Obviously, you can talk about kinky shit, right. but it's not to do anything, right? Like the, um, It's just like a meeting. It's like a meeting. It's like a lunch. It's like going to the bar with your friends, except you maybe just met them, and you might end up pegging them later. Yeah, and you go, just not, hey, yeah. you reach over, and you say, would you like some more water? I'm going to choke the shit out of you in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you smile. Exactly. <laughs> That's <laughs> beautiful, man. So with your experience thus far, because you're in Canada, too, so that's a totally, you know, I'm I, I have no idea like the scene at all. So from where you're sitting, what do you think are probably some of the top like kinks that are either within the BDSM stuff or like just in general? Like, what do you think are probably the top few that you see the most? Okay, so the worst one. And again, I'm going to take shit for this, but I don't really care. FinDom, financial domination. This this is a new thing that has exploded in popularity where it's primarily young women demanding money from anybody, but let's let's just say men for the sake of simplicity here. Right. 
a businessman probably or somebody with a family, yeah. right? And offering exactly nothing in return, like no titty shots, no contact, no in-person sessions, nothing. It's just all done online. And, you know, they'll put like, I'm going out to dinner with the girls, uh, send me money to pay for it, slaves. And I'm like, this is exploding. And I get it because people will pay for it. But I don't understand because there's no connection. And if there is a connection, those are the women who are doing amazingly well at it because they're actually providing the service. I see every little college girl now is like, I'm a fin dom. Really? Are you? Or are you just hoping that someone's going to pay for your Starbucks? But I need a that's job what application, I, I think. <laughs> Pardon me? Sorry? I said, I think I need a job application. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> Fuck. You know what? There are, there are dudes who perform it as well. So what I'm saying. Hey, hey, pay for my fucking subway, you son of a bitch, or I'll call your wife. <laughs> oh, well, no. That, see, now that's blackmail, and that is actually done under a subset of the control in terms of BDSM. So that's actually negotiated. You actually do have to fill out an application form with a proper dom or domina who will, you'll, you'll basically fill out your details. Like, here's what I can do. Here's what I can't do. It's just like a, a, a list of safety things. Yeah. And then a proper dominant person will respect those boundaries, but also push you to the edges of them. Sure. So you're always going to have Ryan. You're always going to be able to, to feed your, yourself. Primarily what I've noticed is not a lot of family men who are going into this. It's, it's single men who are being, um, with the treated fin, as customers, the, the fin dom stuff, just dumb dudes, <laughs> sad guys with their computers. And they're like, Oh, she's and pretty. It might be the more powerful guys too. I, I don't know, but you it's like, if you're aiming, if your mm. aim is send me $5 for Starbucks, then I'm fairly certain you're not talking to CEOs. Right. That's well, that's just, what I'm saying. I feel like yeah. if, if it's somebody that's just paying for dinner with your friends, it's got to be some poor guy who just sits behind the computer. You know, yeah. like, I, I would assume that CEOs would be at least cam girl sites or something. Like, <laughs> Come on, man. Get some bang for your buck. What are we doing here? Exactly. There are so many amazing cam girls and cam sites out there. You're bound to find somebody. See, I never got into that either, man. Like, I, I came... <laughs> pun intended uh you know hang on how do i say this i watch porn my wife knows that i watch porn we don't really watch porn together that's kind of me time but i've talked to her about the cam girl thing and i think we kind of see eye to eye on it like i don't know me personally how i would feel about that in general just because to me you're actually talking to a person you're interacting with a person and they're interacting with you. And, uh, I don't know. I think it, it walks a little closer to the line than I think I would, I would like to just, I see. So my sort of answer to that is uh, spoiler alert. I do actually want to become a cam guy. That's later on. I'm not happy with my body at all. I have body dysmorphia and, uh, I really, I I need to work the fuck out. Um, (laughs) but we went to, uh, the everything to do with sex show which is a regular event. It's a yearly event in Toronto and it's sponsored by my free cams and they have the cam girls right there. Obviously they're not doing their full shows, right? But they've got, you know, titties out and talking to everybody and whatnot. And crises even thought about it. There was a good three or four months there where she was like, after speaking to that cam girl, I want to try it. I do. And then it ended up that her, I guess she just changed her mind. Right. For lack of, she didn't feel like she could get the confidence enough. Uh, and you know, my thing is you can geo block. So with, with a cam site, you can 
not have anybody in your city or your state or province right just know, to that, keep... know that you're online and know that you're there That's so nice. you're not going to have the the meeting thing like you're not setting anything up and with fosta sesta that's now really fucking illegal but um there are ways to protect yourself from it going from it crossing into i like that cam girl i'm gonna meet her and like nobody will right anyway. <laughs> i get it in theory it's just for me i feel like i don't know maybe it's because i'm i was a cheater once upon a time you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. I've never, I've never turned down pussy, not once. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it adds an emotional level to it for me, and I just, I would feel icky. You know, I think they're beautiful. I love the, the idea of it. You know, I've, I've actually spoken to uh, like sex, uh, uh, phone sex operator chicks. You know, I think that's a great thing. Like if that's your thing and you like talking to chicks and having them be all seductive in your ears and shit, dude, man, do you? Oh yeah. I've now spoken to uh, two phone sex operators for the show, and it's remarkable the type of people that they get to chat with, and it's remarkable what they do behind the scenes. I don't want to spoil it, but uh, they're not as into it as you are. I'll right. just say that. They're like vacuuming and shit. <laughs> it's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I spoke with uh, with a Songbird Wren. She's a sweet girl, man. And Yes! Uh, yeah. And I had her on the show, and I talked to her, and she it's really cool because I feel like she genuinely is trying to make connections with people. Now, I did get a lot of shit because just like any other person, like people were like, that's not really her. Those pictures are fake, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, hey, I talked to her on Skype. <laughs> like, I know what she looks like. I'm telling you, like, she's fucking, that's her, you know? And it was just funny how many people just out of the woodwork were fucking coming at me and saying this shit. I'm like, guys, what are we talking about right now? She's a chick trying to make some money doing something that's a necessity. Like, what? Yeah. A, stop bugging the fuck out. So what I learned is that uh, phone sex operators would actually license pictures. Now, some of them do steal. Right. But um, what I've noticed and what I learned is that they will license the pictures. So you are getting this – you are probably not getting – the visual of the person you're speaking to, but the idea is right. to create the image of who you're speaking to in your head. Like I dig goth chicks, but the phone sex operator could be, you know, not a goth chick, but right. I wouldn't know. I would make her a goth chick in my head. I think that's the point to phone sex. But what I'm saying is, is I spoke to her on like video Skype. I saw, oh, yeah, yeah. I saw her face. So it's like, it's weird to me how many people out of nowhere just, and I'm sure it happens to them all the time. Like, this is just her being on my show once. I can only imagine, I've seen her get into conversations where people are like, you fucking slut, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, come on, man. <laughs> like, what are we, you know, we're adults. What the fuck is going on? And it really, it, it irritates me a little bit, the how shitty people can be towards folks trying to promote their shows and, and their skills. And I, I just know. think it's a level of jealousy that the, the trolls haven't um, come to terms with in their own heads. Like, I would... You know, I don't know how because Family Man and all that stuff. So it's so it's and I'm late to the game, but it's just jealousy. At the end of the day, it's like, wait a minute, you make how much right. for doing what we perceive as not a difficult job? But you've talked to Ren, I've talked to Call at London, and I've talked to my guest for episode fifty. I'm trying to keep it a surprise here. On the low, 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 on the low, low, yeah. And it's it's not it's not that like they put a ton of work in research into being the best girl they can be for the myriad of guys. And it is primarily guys oh, yeah. who call 
Can you imagine what it would be like to talk to somebody that doesn't, that's like awkward and doesn't know how to talk? Like we're, we're doing a show right now. We're both talkers, obviously. So could you imagine what it would be like trying to talk sexy or not even say, just have a conversation with like, you know, an incel at the end of the, like, shit. you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying they're all that, but I'm saying worst case scenario, you get a person who literally is just breathing all the, on the fucking phone and you're trying not to just steal their money. But at the same time, like that takes some talent, man. I've done this a hundred fucking times and I'm still not great at it. <laughs> I've, I've done it three times and I still get apprehensive over interviews. Right. It's, Right. Like, it's, it's and weird. for what I've noticed with, with phone sex operators, I'm sure Ren told you the same thing. The first little bit is to try to get to know them to maybe break that ice. Right. Like, uh, there was one story that's going to come out where one of the clients actually just wanted to watch a TV show with the phone sex operator. So he'd pay for the half an hour yeah. and he'd like, just watch friends, watch it. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't friends. Um, the story is going to be on the 50th episode, but <laughs> yeah it's like can you just watch with me because my wife used to and she's passed away and i'm like oh my god my heart man right so that was going to be my next thing is that i bet some of it is actually pretty damn sad like and not yeah. sad like oh but sad uh, just like that sucks you know <laughs> exactly just, we all crave connection we're all human beings i'm i still like to consider myself a bit of a loner right. but that's just me but we all still crave connection in our own way yeah it's necessity, man. I've I've spent a lot of time in my life isolated from people, and uh, it's not good. You don't need to be alone inside your own head. And I feel bad oh. for people that that are stuck there. You know, I promote anything that that tries to get people to communicate and talk to people. I had a idea for a service not too long ago to start going around and walking blind people. Seems That's like a hell of an idea. Yeah. Well, I got a buddy, Daryl. Uh, shout out. Uh, he's blind, <laughs> and. You know, he tell me sometimes he gets a little depressed because it's just like, I mean, he can walk around, but he, he's kind of limited and he's just by himself. So it's like, oh, you just go fucking pick man. up a blind person. They don't offer that as a service from the hospital, you know, unless you're like a soldier or something. So, well, yeah. No, and I, I'm sure that's not covered by our public health care. Absolutely not. Up here, yeah. <laughs> it's probably not. So. It, it it might be a good service here. It's what I told him. I said, it'd be fun, too. I said, because I could just walk you around anywhere and just pretend like whatever. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're going back in time. And I'll just drive through a car wash and be like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's 1983, Daryl. No. Um, I think that having the, the internet now and the, the connectivity, you know, it's nice. You can link up with people, like-minded people or folks that really are only just trying to help. And, uh, yeah. it's cool. You get a couple shitheads here and there. Have you, uh, you had any real shitheads to deal with yet? No, I have been very fortunate. I am lucky enough that my DMS are filled with the chats. I want to be in like the NSFW network and the somebody's network yeah. plus all the personal chats. And then I get random tits sent to me, which is fucking awesome. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, you probably talk to a million hot people, but here's my boobs. Can I be on your show? And I'm like, yeah, eventually. No problem. Sure. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Why not? This job is awesome. <laughs> it is. <laughs> have you gotten any dick pics yet? I have not. Yeah, me neither. I told it. Uh, I have a standing rule. Look, it's a dick. Fine. Don't send me dick pics, especially unannounced. I said, I'll send it to your mom 
for real. <laughs> and if your mom's not around, I'll send it to your pastor. I don't fucking know. I'll send it to your <laughs> boss. <laughs> like, don't don't send me your fucking dick. <laughs> not unannounced. No, I mean, I, I'm, okay, I'm okay with it because I see it as a little bit of a teachable moment. Right. Um, there are people who offer... Sir. <laughs> number one, <laughs> that's not yours. And number two, <laughs> you shouldn't send that to people unannounced. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, like... There are a lot of girls where if you go on like Sext Panther or Night Flirt or even through OnlyFans or Fan Centro, they're offering dick ratings. So they're actively soliciting dick pics as long as you pay. Right. Do that. Don't send it to someone unsuspecting because the world is not like porn. Yeah. They're not you that. You can't just like whip it out and expect it to get sucked. Yeah, people don't like dicks as much. That's the the problem. I hate to say that, but uh, you know, when it comes to the the sex trade stuff, I think usually dudes, you got to work a little harder, man. <laughs> well, you got to work a lot harder. Yeah, there's Absolutely. a lot more of us, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. We're not that great, so <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's been an interesting ride thus far. So. You know, I'm happy to have bumped into you guys. And I've got a few more folks lined up that I'm really looking forward to talking to. This group that we've got, you know, it's it sucks because it's a little much at first with everybody kind of bombarding and, you know, taking up the chats and stuff. But there's some really good people in there and some really good oh, shows. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm really happy to have you as part of the group now, man. Hopefully we'll oh, get I'm- you even more interactive. we got shows coming up and we got some plans in the future. Oh, hell yeah. I'm down to be, to be a part of anything. I'm just... As weird as it is for a promoter and a content creator, I actually really don't like social media. Yeah. So I, I think that's I, I go <laughs> in, I chat, and I make sure to retweet everything I can see at the very least. Even if I don't participate in the conversation, right? You know, you're getting a retweet from me. The, but I, I, as a whole, like I'm in. They're gonna shit on me for this, but Northern Canada, I'm in Central Canada, but I'm north enough that I get maybe maybe twelve weeks of decent weather. Right. So I do not want to spend, especially <laughs> that it's coming up, I do not want to spend any more time indoors or on my phone yeah. than I have to. Can't do it, man. In the, no. In the <laughs> winter, I'm the only Canadian who doesn't like winter sports, so I will be curled up by the fire watching porn, and you can at me all fucking day, and I'll be right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's awesome. Oh, uh, fuck, man. You said you were a wrestler? Did you wrestle? I used to wrestle, yeah. Like professional um, wrestling? Was, or like, uh, like what are we talking about here? We're talking about we're talking about pro wrestling. I trained at uh, they're now defunct, but the Squared Circle Training Academy. If you got any uh, hardcore wrestling fans uh, listening to your show, it's the school that Edge's friend started, and that's going way way back. I know who Edge is. <laughs> it's just I'm, I, so I think if you, Canadian if got, wrestling, if, I think Hart Family. That's pretty much it. <laughs> like right Fair off the enough. top. <laughs> Fair enough. If there if there are any hardcore fans, uh, Edge on Edge's DVD, there they have a guy named Rob Echevarria. He started Squared Circle, and he was the head trainer there. And then they had, uh, shoot, there's he there's a guy I, I forget everybody's gimmick name now because I remembered their real names. Yeah. Uh, but if you remember WWE, Kizarni used to train there, and Edge stopped by a couple of times to be a guest coach and things like that, and. Uh, the only reason I got out of it is because I realized I was just a little too injury prone. I dislocated my shoulder on a Saturday and then got dropped on my head on the Sunday. Like it's what is that? 18 hours later. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> that was enough for me because I'm, I still love playing guitar and I did at the time too. And I'm like, you know what? This is fantastic. I'm happy for the experience, 
but I got to be realistic and say, I am not going to be successful at this. So I bowed out. Sometimes getting dropped on your head uh, will make you realize things in life. (laughs) It's true. It's very true. I mean, and I get to say this, uh, I retired undefeated. So I'm good. Three and oh. Yeah. Eat that (laughs) bitch. (laughs) I love it, man. He's such a nice guy. Is it the Canadian in you? Is that what it is? Like, no offense, I've only gotten to speak with a couple Canadians, but it's been just a wonderful conversation every time. Is it rude to assume that that most Canadian people are generally polite and nice to talk to? I would say so. I mean, we, I don't know what we don't have to prove, but I've noticed that in dealing with international folks and with dealing with with my friends from the states there's a, there's not as much and I don't I don't mean to sound this negatively but there's not as much aggression up here as you think there's a meme going around on the internet where it says Canadians put all our anger into into geese and sent them down to LaGuardia <laughs> and that's that's pretty fucking true um of course we get our assholes everybody does but for me I mean I like to think I was raised right my mom says no because I do a porn podcast but um, I like to think I was raised right. And uh, I just, I like, I don't know, we were talking about connections. You can't make a connection when you're a dick. No, it's very hard. And I've run in, you can't make a connection when you're a dick. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm making poetry here, man. Exactly. That's all it is, really. <laughs> it's it's a lot easier to, to get along with people. And if you want to be an asshole, I mean, you'll you'll find a clique of assholes to hang out with, I promise, like they're around. But yeah, I prefer to just kind of be cool and uh, bump into folks. That's what I like yeah. to do. It's it's done me well so far. I'm way more of a live and let live. Like, if it's not hurting anyone, then you do you, man. I don't condone murder or violence against anybody, but... Um, you know, if you're if you want to dress up like a, people always shit on furries, I don't get it. But if you want to dress up like a furry and your significant other or your fuck buddy or whoever wants to dress up like a furry and you guys want to get it on doggy style, that doesn't affect me in any way. Go for it. This doesn't seem like it'd be a bad time. Like it wouldn't be great, but it, it, there's worse things, I guess. So so here's the thing. I sweat a lot. Yeah, so, that's a good like, point. Being I'm a, a sweaty bitch. Being a goth dude, <laughs> like wearing latex and PVC and all that shit, and then trying to go home and fuck whoever it is you brought home for the night. Yeah. You need like an ass load of baby powder. It's going to be tough. And that shit will give you cancer now. You can't even do that. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to talk to you. Uh, you know, I was listening yeah. to the show today. And uh, I'm, I'm really thinking about trying to get some sponsorship. If not for everybody, just, you know, pick and choose a few. And uh, mm-hmm. I think I might have an in on like Adam and Eve. We might have to get you set up with something like that. Have you seen those promos where they're like, they give people 50% off or some shit like that. And they send you a bunch of yeah. porn. Yeah, I've, I've seen them. I've heard of them. Uh, um, really difficult because of the cross-border situation. Yeah. It's really difficult to gain any traction. As a Canadian content creator, Spunk Lube. Yeah. Uh, and literally, Jeff had to tell me that he would. Because <laughs> I'm like, I can't find Spunk. And this is true. I've lived in Toronto, and now I live way north. So we got about a... In my in my life, I've lived in, let's say, a 200-mile radius. I'm really fucking boring outside of kinkiness. Uh, I've lived in a 200-mile radius. Not one place can you find Spunk Lube in Canada. Really? I don't think I've seen yep. it anywhere here, but I've, I'll be honest, I don't go to like sex shops. They might have it there, you know, so maybe. 
Yeah, well, I went into my local one, which is awesome. It's just down the street. The guy's a pretty good guy. I'm going to try and uh, talk a little business with him. But I was like, hey, do you have Spunk Lube? And he goes, what is that? And I'm like, okay. First of we all. Need to get, <laughs> we need to get penetration here. Yes. And yeah, but that's – yeah, so any in I can find with sponsorship. I used to have these tweets that went out. I'm like, hey, I'm looking for sponsors. But that's – that was probably a little over the top and expecting too much. So I took those down. But yeah, always down to work. Always down. I like to say – and this is narcissistic of me. It's like the most narcissistic thing ever. I am the voice that gets you moist and the bard that gets you hard. I like to think that. I'd like to get into voice acting. So if anybody wants me to do a read or anything, I'm here. The, the Adam and Eve thing came from a couple other folks, you know, that okay. had it. And I don't think they did a lot of business with it. And I just told them, I was like, man, you know, the sponsorship thing, you really need to get something that you use. I'm not trying to be a dick. Um, it's just... When you're doing promos or reads, you need to be believable. So if yep. you have a product that you're not using or you're not, you know, you're not going to have a real insight. And I think people can tell. So I think that all you guys uh, with the, the Priory Society, we should get them hooked up. Dude, they give like 50% off sex toys. Like you could get, now it's not everything. I think there's a few, probably the like the pull start things and like some of the bigger stuff. Probably you don't get the 50% off. But yeah, they advertise like you get half off. What a promo code. That's a hell of a deal too. And that would actually even help me because I would offset some of the shipping cost up here. I do know they ship to Canada. I just have not taken advantage of it. Wow. We're going to get that in the work, buddy. Don't you worry hell about yeah. that. Hell yeah. We can get you some cool shit. They said they send you free gifts, and uh, it's actually funny. I had a note here. <laughs> Normally, when they send you free gifts for him, it's a cock ring. How do you feel? What's your stance on cock rings, Crump? Oh, uh, you know you've listened to the show, and I know you're setting <laughs> me up for that question. I fucking love cock rings. I have my collection is actually very small. The collection, not the thing it goes on, everybody. But, <laughs> but I, you know what? I love them. I have started actually to take pictures with my cock in various configurations of cock rings. There's just something about it. The feeling, you can vary it so greatly depending on what it is you're using, and uh, I think it makes something that can it obviously is beautiful in its own way. But I think it just enhances. I'm, I'm. That's the type of body enhancement I like. So let me ask: uh, Do you prefer like the uh, the squishy jelly kinds, like that they have for like him and her, or are you like old school like bull ring shit where you go like over the whole the whole gear and stuff? I will take whatever. All right. <laughs> I I literally no preference whatsoever. Right now, it actually depends on the mood, like anything does, right? So right now I like to double up the really squishy gel ones. I didn't realize they were that squishy when I bought them. So you put one on and it's it literally does nothing. Yeah. So I like to double and triple that one up. And then uh, around the balls, I have this one that like you can barely stretch at all. And it gives such an amazing sensation. It's almost like a hair uh, tie, huh? Yeah, but it's like super hard silicone hair tie. And it's about, uh, oh man, it's about a half inch thick. Too. Probably like one of them little bands you'd see on like a vaporizer, like them little douche flutes them dudes have with the big things, <laughs> and they got that little. It almost looks like a wedding ring, huh? Maybe yes, but it. But imagine it's thicker. Oh shit! Like imagine one of those little things, right? <laughs> Same sort of idea, but it's thicker. It is about a half inch thick, and it's about three quarters of an inch high, I guess, and then. It goes around. They say it's supposed to go around the entire junk, but I have not yet gotten that to work. You got to squeeze it in there, man. 
got to buck oh, up. Well, it, you know what? <laughs> you know what? It does enough to the balls, man. It's such a great feeling. It's my favorite thing. My balls that are one sensitive, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's, it's funny because my wife, like, obviously, we're married, man. Like, we, we explore yeah. some stuff. I'm waiting for the juicy period. She doesn't know it yet, Chrome, but I've had this plan the whole time. I love older chicks. And even when I got scandalous and I was, like, you know, sneaking around, it was always with, like, 40-year-old chicks, man. That's my shit. Like, bitches that work at gas stations. <laughs> that was oh, yeah. That was my lane, you know? And then you sneak around and all this shit, but... Yeah, my my wife is about to turn forty. <laughs> oh. Shit's gonna shit's gonna get real in probably another five to ten. <laughs> my boy's gonna be older. I don't want to be like, hey man, why don't you go play at your friend's house? <laughs> yeah, here's like twenty bucks. Don't come back. Yeah, yeah. take it easy, kid. <laughs> and then shit's gonna go down. So I'm looking very much forward to that. At least. <laughs> oh man, so you like uh, you like the gas station chicks? They like me. I don't know what it is like with the. The jobs I had, man, I would, it was, so it was gas station chicks, a couple of like secretaries, you know, shit like that. Yeah. It's always like older kind of pudgy chicks that I think okay. they pick up. Like I'm not picky. You know, if you're a, a pretty person on the inside, I'll throw one at you. I don't care. Well, what's up? Sure. And, so I got a story for you then in that case. Yeah. Tell me. I used to actually work at a gas station. Now, this doesn't involve anybody uh, of, at 40. It involves 22-year-old me and 25-year-old my girlfriend. Yeah. And uh, I was a car wash tech. So my job at the end of my shift, like I'd work the the kiosk, right, pumping gas and taking cash and chocolate bars and all that stuff. And at the end of my shift for about an hour and change, I would go maintain the car wash. So put the grease in the chains and make sure no, no shit stuck in the wiper, the spinny towel things yeah i'm just so technically there and you know take care of some uh, shit keep an eye on it exactly but we had a tool room that was completely like you needed a key to get in from one way and there was no other way to get in ah. so um i had a little bit of fun in there and the worst part is I, I hated my uniform and i still wore it just dropped the pants bent her over and did her doggy style right in the car wash maintenance box beautiful <laughs> yeah i don't know like these chicks always they're just lonely I can always sniff out a lonely older chick, man. Makes you feel good. <laughs> you know? You put a smile on their face. They look like they ain't had a smile in a while. And so you dick them down a couple times and then they make you breakfast. That, is, that sounds like a hell of a time. Uh, I am oblivious, <laughs> though, when it comes to people flirting with me. Yeah. Like anybody. I am so oblivious. I don't know. It's got to be pretty straightforward with me. And even then, like, you know, I, I've hung my gloves up in that sense. And it's just, it's funny to to think about it because then you go to buddies and you're just like oh man <laughs> that chick she wants to smash but it's cool <laughs> i let it walk i'm a gentleman <laughs> i don't know. keep the sanctity of marriage yeah it's you know i've uh i've had my demons and my shit man it's it's funny you were talking on an episode you were talking about like the i think it was the first time you jerked off and the first time you actually busted one Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think there's something to it. Like the perversion, I think for me is I was exposed dude. I was like probably eight when I started jacking off. And then I'm trying to remember. I watched like, I, I saw heavy metal. Remember that movie? I think there was, uh, some fucking in that. And then yep, I caught yep. like my grandparents fucking around, like walked in and, uh, saw that put two and two together. Then I found a porno magazine Da, 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 da. <laughs> you know, 
that was before you could even do anything. You just get that full body fucking quiver. You know, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. You just got to stop touching it because it feels like it's going to fall off. Man, everything <laughs> seems like it was more accessible to you than it was me. Like I, I started late, as you know, but like I didn't, I didn't have the opportunity to even explore this stuff. Although I, I do happen to know that my parents uh, stopped fucking soon after I was born, so there was nothing for me to discover. Makes sense. But, but that's <laughs> that's real cool. And eight years old, man, no, I think I hit puberty late. I don't yeah. even think that was a, a thought in my mind at eight. Oh, man. So the problem – well, then there was some other shit that happened. I got, like, like molested for a little couple years and shit. And it was, it was a weird thing. It warped me a lot. And I think I've reeled it in at this point. Like, you know, it's – I watch porno. And I just kind of go where the wind takes me on that. I can find usually, um, you know, something, just about anything that I watch. What's your main dish? Um, usually pretty vanilla, man. Like, not just like saying like regular, like nuns fucking or something, but, you know, <laughs> just MILF porn and stuff like that. Oh, um, sweet. I've tried everything, I think, probably once, just glanced at it. I used to have a real thing with like legit hermaphrodites. That was like a thing okay. that really I would sought out just to be like, well, there you go. <laughs> and that was a lot more prevalent. You and I are roughly the same age. That was a lot more prevalent in our youth, the hermaphrodite porn. I don't I don't really oh, – It was grainy too. Here. It was like all from the 70s and it was like just these, these poor souls. You know what I'm saying? Like most of them that I saw were just not great looking folks, out of shape, <laughs> kind of fat and just – just diddle jacking themselves, yeah, <laughs> shake it, and it's like, all right, cool, man. That's I would imagine if I had that shit, I would just leave it inside it all the time. That's just me. Maybe I'm weird. <laughs> I, don't I mean, mean I, I would like to hope that mine would be big enough to do that, but that'd be like a weird ass bend. Yeah, you know, you keep it sheathed like a conch shell. <laughs> <laughs> Makes buying underwear easier. <laughs> <laughs> Look like a fucking Barbie doll. Oh, Jesus. I don't know, man. I think everybody's got uh, an interesting story, you know, yeah. when it comes to their their place in the spectrum. And that's one thing that, that I do appreciate. You can't really judge people for what they like, what turns them on, man. <laughs> everybody's had their experience. And I don't, I don't really see the point in people being shitty or judgmental. No, I just ask questions because I'm curious, right? Like, I just I just want to know. I've heard you mention this. Do you have a – I know you do got tattoos. Do you do piercings? Are you into piercings at all? I am into piercings, actually, yeah. I've so far got – hang on a sec. I count four. <laughs> nice. But um, I live by a lake. So before I get any more piercings or tattoos, I actually have to wait for the fall because Can't our lake wet. is not quite – you know, it's swimmable, but you you don't want any open source oh. sort of thing going on. <laughs> so I was going to go, like, my birthday happens to be in September, so this is perfect. Um, I have just the two facial piercings and uh, two ears stretched to a zero gauge. Okay. A zero zero, sorry. I've seen your picture, the one on your profile, with your pretty smile. It's oh, good. thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, the, that's pretty much all I got right now. I want nipples, and I definitely want cock piercings. Definitely. There's about four or five that I am interested in. But again, I love I love going to the lake. I love being outdoors. So I got to wait till I can go hibernate and heal my wounds. Let's talk about cock piercings. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. 
So I'm familiar, I think, with like, what, two maybe? Like, what's the one? Is it a Jacob's Ladder where you get the very tinies across like the top of the shaft or under? Is yeah. that right? That's the one, yeah. And then the other one is just like the bolt <laughs> through the fucking tip. Yeah. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, myself, I don't know if I could deal with that. I've had my ears pierced. I understand the, the pinch, you know, and, uh, ooh, man, <laughs> you, you are a brave soul. And I would be curious to know, like, what were your thoughts and, uh, what exactly you're planning? Cause I'm, I'm really, I'm sending you good vibes, man. I hope you make the right decision. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll post a picture in the private chat. Don't worry. Yeah. I know we said no dick pics, but this is for, uh, this is for science. No, it's, Hey, you've got pictures <laughs> on the internet, man. It's fine. Go yeah. find them. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't do a Jacob's ladder just because I don't know that I can take that much, right. but I did have about, uh, oh shoot, about nine years ago now. I did, as a 30th birthday present to myself, get a both a vasectomy and a circumcision at the same time. Oof. So I have had uh, about five needles, you know, with the freezing liquid inside them. Lidocaine. No, well. Lidocaine, yeah, or whatever it was, yes. Liquid fire. Yeah, I'm very familiar. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. So I've had five, and, and they say, like, we're going to do the first three and then you won't feel the next two. Yeah. That is a fucking lie. No, they should do the I, top and then the bottom. They always work their way around. They should start at the top and then hit the bottom. Exactly. But anyway, <laughs> they didn't, and I felt all five. And after the initial shock, I was like, you know what? I could probably do this. So what I saw was a long, long while ago, there was a fetish porn and this dude had, I'm going to get the name wrong and I got it wrong in the research for the episode that I talked about this. He had a hoop. It, I believe this is the true definition of the Prince Albert. It goes through the bottom of the urethra and through the glands. Okay. And then it hoops out. So the first thing you see if you whip it out is this hoop staring at you Oof. and she sucked his cock and it looked so amazing. And I do this purely for looks like I am sort of a narcissist, but I'm trying not to be an asshole about it. How big of a so, ring are we talking? Like, I don't know, like quarter size ring? Or are you talking about like a fucking? Like no, no, no. I don't want to. I, I, I like <laughs> body modification, not um, I don't want to say mutilation because I don't want to insult anybody who has that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't I, I just want. The addition. I don't want to truly modify, okay. if that makes any sense. Okay. Gotcha. So I'm thinking, um, I don't know what the standard size piercing for that is, but I would say like, uh, I don't know, 14, 12 gauge, something like that. So still that would go in your ears or your nipples. Yeah. So big, Just something like that. Now the guy in there. the porn I saw, his was fucking huge. I don't know if he stretched it or just went all out, but that was just... Blew my mind. I don't think I'm quite ready for that. There's also a couple of, a couple other ones on the softer skin, so it's a little bit safer and won't hurt as much. On the underside of the cock where the balls join, I forget what that, again, bad terminology. The elbow, the, the pit, the, yeah. the, the nut pit. Yeah. The nut pit, <laughs> Hey, sure. wait, stop. The cockpit? Okay. The cockpit, yes. Right. <laughs> All right. So there, there's that little flap of skin that does absolutely fucking nothing for you. Uh-huh. So, and I've, you know, I'm a dude, we, I, we've we all pinched something in our zippers of our jeans at some point in time absolutely. in our lives. Yeah, yes. That part hurts the least. I've cut myself shaving there, I don't know how many times, I probably desensitized it, so that one's going right through. 
that and is, there's another that is a very high you know it's like it's where you hit clit you know what i'm saying like most of the time if you're doing like from that angle i guess yeah well that's that's builds the, up a tolerance. Uh, another reason thick. another reason to do a captive bead there isn't it like you want to help you want to help like i want to help crises get off so if i right. get a captive bead to smack her clit when we're doing doggy that's fucking great you said you I'll put on it. like two or three. I'm just imagining like a Newton's cradle. You know what I'm saying? Where like the balls are smacking into each other. And then <laughs> <laughs> I might do multiple there. And then there's one that, again, I don't know the terminology, but it's at the direct top. So where I guess your 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 stomach skin meets your cock skin, there's a place that it can go in there. And that's fairly easy. Oh. I've cut myself shaving there. I don't know how many times too. Yeah. So. That's, That's what bad. I'm thinking. Those three. You know, have you? Is there a frenulum piercing? Do they do that? Is that the little, yes, they right, do. Underside of the dickhead, your little man clit. Yep they they do indeed do that. Now I have a very special attachment to my frenulum because it is like the most sensitive part yeah. of my anatomy. I figure if you're gonna go, so, go. You know. <laughs> well, you know what though, I won't because I want that to remain intact for as long as possible. Yeah, I want that sensitivity. So that that won't be for me. <laughs> God damn! I'm just seeing like a like a just a little barbell, you know, just peeking out of either side. Man, that sounds fucking vicious. It would look cool though. I think it would look cool, but it's not for me. I have seen it before. It looks amazing. Um, <laughs> Shit would look like Darth uh, Vader with earrings. <laughs> <laughs> Use the force. Fuck, I, you know, and then it'd be cool, I guess. You can just run chains to your nipples. You could really show out with something like that, I guess. Any kind of piercings to your junk, it kind of gives you a, a new attachment. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. And w- when I do get the nipple piercings, like I've seen, it's it's more common on females who have those piercings. Yeah. Because they're always attaching stuff to their tits because it just looks amazing at a, at a nightclub. That'd be cool, like leading a chick around with like tit, tit clamps. Come yeah, on. That's you, amazing. Love you're it. You're coming with me. <laughs> exactly. Ride this way. <laughs> it's masturbation month, right? Masturbation awareness. Do your thing. It's your thing. Mm. Do what you want to do. Yeah. So uh have you are you got your count up yet, man? Are you you closing in? Closing the gap? Ah, uh, you know what? <laughs> my sleep my sleep has been so shitty. I still think I'm at about what are we, the 20, what is it, 23rd as we record this? It is. It's the 23rd. It okay, so I think I'm at 11 for 23, and I hate to say it that way, but uh, Man. it's far more regular than I usually do in a month. Just so much has gone on behind the scenes, like behind the guy that Crumb is, that it's just not enough, not much to get uh time alone so to speak i have a three-year-old man (laughs) man yeah i'm way i'm way behind (laughs) (laughs) have you gotten yourself some this month though oh i got some uh last night as a matter of fact unfortunately i fucked up and i really ate shit for mother's day this year i'm ashamed i don't really want to get into it maybe i'll you know close the show out with it because it's depressing but yeah i fumbled mother's day and uh I don't know. It was uh, also a shark week, as we refer to as my wife's period. It was uh, closing in on shark week, Mother's Day. I fucked up. And it's just, it's been about a week or two. Oh, no. And then yesterday, we we finally came out of the, the, the rough water. And yeah, mama let me smash. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. You appreciate that shit a lot more <laughs> when you got them little babies, man. 
Oh, you do. Absolutely. My daughter's uh, 10. She's been living with us for, uh, shit, six years now. We, she used to split time between me and my ex. And yeah, now it's like, well, at 10, she's already like 15, yeah. really. So she's out and about with all her friends and whatnot. They come over for dinner. And so I don't really have to put the effort in. But I remember three, man. I was a single dad at three when, or when my daughter was three. That makes more sense. I did not get anybody hitting on me or being receptive to the single dad pickup lines at all. I am pissed. I got gypped of the experience. What the fuck, man? Right? <laughs> I was at the park for six fucking hours. You think one of those girls would have been like, oh, you're such a good dad? No. Just, nah, none of that. I'm just, just pissed. Whipping frisbees <laughs> at a fucking six-year-old going, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Having a great fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> this is my fourth ice cream. Clearly I'm getting a dad bod. <laughs> I think it's interesting like no offense. You know, I think that you obviously are very comfortable, you know, talking about your your situations and hopefully I don't know if you've had to get into it with your kids yet, but if it comes up one day, you know, I hope that you can can manage that fucking conversation the way it needs to go. I I wonder, you know, some of these other folks even with with our group here, like with the I just found out the other day the prior the Priory Society, they've got like two kids. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. And Holy it's shit. just uh, I was talking to Dave, uh, Snuggly Dave from the, the yep. Unicorn Report, and yep. uh, he was talking about how, I guess, just recently, maybe not too recently, that his uh, his teenage daughter had to have a conversation. And I was just like, man, oh, <laughs> I guess you just got to fucking. You, you got to put your head down and you really, really and truly teach them the value of communication. That's it. And hell, if anybody <laughs> wants, like, I'll do a Skype session. I have no problem with that conversation at all. Yeah. I never got it, not once at all, but I already noticed my daughter at, at varying ages being attracted to dudes. And I'm like, I'm not going to, obviously, I didn't jump into it with a six-year-old, but I'm like, it's okay if you like them. It's yeah. totally cool. You just have to express your feelings in a way that isn't, violent or derogatory yeah and she's like I don't, I don't understand what you're saying dad i just think he's cute <laughs> and i went okay good yeah yeah <laughs> just go open up to him man sure it'll be fine you gotta be vulnerable yeah. sometimes kid i'm learning every day with with having the the kid um you know they, they're smart they figure shit out and then i guess you just have to really be good at talking yeah well three years old um your child is now walking slash doing that toddler run that kids do. No, no, no. He's he's nope. running. Oh. He's yeah. He's a bad motherfucker. Um, I so <laughs> my wife didn't produce breast milk really, unfortunately. So we relied on a few different people that gave us some, which was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. At one point, I had like four different kinds of breast milk in my fridge. None of them were from my wife. It was kind of cool. I was like, hey, uh, this kid's getting spoiled. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> no, when uh, the baby was little, she didn't produce, and we got some breast milk. But eventually we had to go to formula, and we started mm -hmm. importing formula from Germany. Like my wife got on the internets and started looking around because she's obsessive when it comes to, you know, like what's the best thing, what's the, you know, this, that, and the other. And, uh, dude, we 
would order cases of this fucking baby formula from Germany. Couldn't even read the shit. Like, the boxes were in German. <laughs> we had to look online to get the translation to how much. But I think I turned my kid into Brock Lesnar. I swear oh, to God. Yeah. <laughs> He's fucking huge. He's like three and a half feet tall. It's crazy. Um, like, his mom and I are big people. Like, I don't mean fat, but like, we're both big. Like, she's five nine or five ten. I'm like six foot. You know, we're both built kind of stockily. <laughs> healthy. Yep, we're yep. healthy. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, he's just a fucking monster. And, uh, yeah, I think I, uh, I juiced up my kid with German baby you, formula. You know what? It must be the formula because, same thing, my ex could not produce at all. And we weren't lucky enough to have anybody who could assist us with with breast milk at all. So we had to do formula pretty much from newborn. And my daughter is 10 years old and five foot two. Holy shit. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I am the runt of the litter in my family, though. So we're fairly certain she takes after my side. So she's going to be, I'm hoping for pro wrestler or basketball player, but she loves art. So I'm good with that, too. Oh, man. You're going to have a lot of fun. (laughs) I am. I mean, it's all about creating a relationship, right? Like your kid is your world. My kid is my world. Yeah. And the only time I'm like, you cannot come in here is when I'm doing the show. Otherwise she's in here in my little studio slash bedroom and we're playing Fortnite together and we're doing whatever. The only thing I cannot do is I cannot help her with art at all other than buy her the educational tools she needs. Because even my female stick figures have penises. I am shit at drawing. <laughs> I can't fucking, dude. The, the kid wants to color and shit. I'm just like, all right. <laughs> and I'll get in there. And it's, I, it's a lot of stick figures, man. A lot of snowmen. I make that S that you used to put on your binder. You know what I'm saying? I just yeah, yeah. sit there and fuck around. I want to say uh, thank you for coming to join me this evening. And uh, it's been an absolute pleasure getting to speak with you. I want to make sure that everybody checks out your show. It's it's very well produced. And uh, I, I think anybody who enjoys podcasts would appreciate hearing it. So if you don't mind, sir, can you uh, can you give me a rundown of your socials and where to find your stuff? I would love that. And I want to thank you very much for having me. This has been an absolute pleasure as well from my end. Everybody can track me down at casualsexwithcrumb.com and I am at casualcrumb absolutely everywhere. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Pornhub, uh, shit. I think those are the important ones. Many vids. Uh, my profile's not done there, but I'm th- going to be there as well. Um, yeah, literally. And I'm on all podcast things. You can find me on SoundCloud. That's where my main host is. And I'm on every single podcast platform you could possibly want, and even some I don't even know about. Awesome, man. And, hey, I look forward to, to you coming back and uh, we getting to chat uh, anytime, man, for real. If you oh, want to hang out, you fucking let me know. I could probably sit here and talk to you for an hour. I'm just I'm, – I'm tired and I'm hungry, and I'm sorry. I'm fucking – No, man, I get it. Away. I appreciate this. <laughs> I appreciate this more than you know, man. Thank you so much. It has been an absolute blast, and uh, I'll have you on my show as well. Sweet, man. Look, uh, I'm going to keep in touch with you uh, probably the next few days. I'm going to try to work out that thing with the Adam and Eve sponsor for real. 
So I'd love it. Let me uh, let me do a little digging and see if I can't get us a contact for that, so we can get you some money. I dig it, and maybe we get you some sex toys. <laughs> that part I really dig. Fifty percent off with some free porno DVDs. <laughs> cannot wait. I need more <laughs> hints for buy or sell. Right. We're going to get it figured out. Well, hey, you have a wonderful evening. And uh, like I said, it's been a pleasure. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. All right, buddy. All right. That was my conversation with Crumb. He's a great guy. Be sure to go check out his show. I find it very informative and uh, really a pleasure to get to speak with him. You guys, you know, we're trying to I'm trying to introduce you to all my new friends. The, the new shows I've brought in with this NSFW podcast network and you know the the army of perverts is on its way uh, this is phase one <laughs> I got a few more people you're going to get to meet uh, in the, the next couple episodes and I'm looking forward to it but check out the other shows on the network for sure go check out uh, the unicorn report the everything sexy show uh, the blunt mommy podcast casual sex with crumb and of course the Man Brain Podcast with Dave. I want to give a big shout out to Dave Chafee. <laughs> he went to the podcast of the roundtable competition the last time we spoke. Pulled the upset victory. And uh, yeah, man. What can I say? Uh, it's going to be me and Dave. I'm looking forward to that. I think that uh, we could definitely bring the thunder. It is what it is. It's done. <laughs> what is there to fucking say? The whole thing was crazy. And uh, that's that. <laughs> Give a nice shout out to the sponsors, www.spunklube.com. Get some slippery on your dick. Listen, lots of products for all your slagging and jacking. Anything you might need to put some lube on. Um, they got many products, and uh, I'm sure you'll find something to make your life a little bit easier. Go to www.spunklube.com. And also, biobidet.com. Guys, it's summertime. There is nothing better than having the fresh sensation of a nice, clean booty hole on a hot summer day. And let me tell you, uh, the folks over at BioBidet, they offer many products ranging in price. Listen, you can get one in your house for like 50 bucks, maybe 60 free shipping. Hooks right up to your toilet. You don't need any special tools, any bullshit like that. But go to BioBidet.com, use promo code POBOYS, receive 10% off anything in the store. You know, go nuts. <laughs> they're, they're a good company, and uh, I, I really enjoy being able to uh, to have that fresh booty smile, man. That is nice. So that's that. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks to all the sponsors, everybody. Listen, uh, the closing song today is a shout-out to uh, a no-longer-living legend. If you listen to the first 90 episodes of my show, then you're familiar with the original opening song. Uh, it's called Gree Gree Gumbo by Dr. John. And uh, Dr. John died <laughs> like a week or two ago, and, and it sucks. Better to burn out than fade away, I guess. At least he didn't make it to 90, but I, uh, I really do appreciate the music, and I hope that you guys can find some solace in it. It makes me feel good, and uh, given all the crazy shit wrapped up with all the podcasts of the roundtable stuff, it's just, I don't know. Everything's settled down, we got some shit straightened out, and uh, yeah man, I think uh, <laughs> this is a very fitting song, so for me, 
uh, it's it stops where it starts. Rest in peace, motherfucker. And uh, we'll catch y'all next time. I'll gather around me Everybody Gather around me While I testify I feel the someone Coming on me And the topic will be seen That's what I'm again Then just chill out Don't be uptight While I review the attitude Of doing right You got the accent Your way to positive Eliminate the negative That's on to the affirmative Don't mess with Mr. In-Between you got to spread y'all up to the maximum. Bring them down to that minimum. Have faith or pandemonium. Liable to walk up on the scene. To illustrate my last remark. Talking about the donor in a well. Door in a hall. What did they do when everything looked so dark? Don't mess with Mr. In-Between, no Don't mess with Mr. In-Between talking about dicks we're on we're on solid ground hard ground i know and i love talking about dicks um since i mean the name of this podcast man brain man brain means dick so you know <laughs> i know and i love talking about dicks 
that people say men have two brains. I know. Like their their actual brains and their dicks. Yeah. I love talking about dicks. So yes, that's what man brain is. I know. I love talking about dicks. 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 Oh yeah, baby. Welcome to the NSFW Podcast Network. Nudists, sluts, freaks, weirdos. All the hottest, dirtiest, raunchiest shows in one place. We guarantee you'll have oral orgasms or your money back. NSFW Podcast Network. No rules, no whining, no worries. Follow us on Twitter at NSFW Pod Network. Oh yeah, baby. Yeah. Do it. 